9 a.m. Good morning. Welcome to the Brad J. Real Estate Show. I am your host, Brad Jenkins. I usually say that I'm a Tampa Bay realtor. However, today I am protesting realtor, and I am simply saying that I am a Tampa Bay real estate agent. Topic for today is going to be Zillow has gotten into the market of buying and selling homes now. And so I want to talk exclusively and extensively about that for the most part. I'll cover weather news and scores, so I'm not doing uh, news headlines today. Um, but I will cover uh, quickly on those. <sighs> I'm sorry. It, it's it, I'm having a bit of a difficult time with this. Not a, I, I'm, This is clearly state. Let me say this isn't going to be about bashing Zillow. Um, this is going to be about bashing National Association of Realtors. This is where this is coming from. Um, but let's get started quickly. The weather uh, today, it is Friday, so we made it. Uh, weekend is coming. I hope all of you have some great things lined up to do for the weekend. But uh, today is ooh, Friday the 13th, so <laughs> uh, kind of, um, let's see, poetic, I guess, that uh, you know we're talking about um, some difficult issues that NAR is going to be facing. And uh, I will be referencing them moving forward as the mothership uh, or the oracle, one of the two, whichever I feel like using. Um, but quickly, let's talk weather. It's about 67 degrees out this morning. Um, very nice and mild. We're going to have a nice two days, Friday and Saturday. According to uh, my favorite weather person, Mr. Dave Osterberg over on Fox 13, he is telling us that Sunday evening we do need to be aware of some possible heavy, strong weather phenomenon coming through, um, some heavy storms and such. I believe it's coming across Mississippi, Alabama, um, and across, and it will make its way to us in Tampa here by Sunday evening. So just, uh, you know, as always, as I say, and as Mr. Osberg says, I'm just building off of his statements. Stay tuned to the weather. Keep a weather app if possible. And uh, be aware of your surroundings uh, weather-wise and what's going on. Now, congrats to the Lightning. Uh, I watched the entire game last night. They were victorious 5-2. to two. And uh, who is that? I can't quite see it, but thank you so much. Calls something. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at it sideways. <laughs> uh, so I can't really see the, the words that well, but I appreciate you joining me. Talking about Zillow, talking about Zillow is going to be now a home buyer and seller. And uh, But getting back quickly to sports headlines as that Lightning were victorious last night, 5-2 to two over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I thought the game was well played. I think that there were only two small issues that actually unfortunately affected the game. And that uh, there was a bad call, and uh, Paquette I think made a very bad pass back into the middle that the uh, the New Jersey Devils Hall was able to uh, see ahead of time, anticipated that. So those two small things made a big deal on the scoreboard. Really, wouldn't have been that close. I thought the Devils skated hard. I thought they controlled uh, most of the play in the first and second periods. But Tampa is so quick and so fast to strike. Uh, that they can uh, uh, make up that difference. Let me say hello to uh, Quick Out Properties. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. How you doing? 
Oh, happy Friday. Uh, but the third period, wow, I was impressed. The third period with the Lightning. I mean, with the lead, I was glad to see that they didn't uh, uh, get passive. They really attacked and, and they really started checking hard. And that's that's good to see because, you know, we are somewhat a finesse speed team. And we're going to have to really step up that physical physicality. I think that's the word, physicality. Uh, if we get in deeper and have to face, uh, you know, such as Winnipeg or something like that, I think Vegas is uh, pretty pretty physical too. So, gonna be inter- interesting series. I hope that we can take uh, at least game two, uh, go up two up. I think we're playing Saturday uh, and then Monday. So, check that out. The Rays are back in action against the Phillies tonight. I think yesterday I screwed up too and said uh, oh, they were playing Thursday night. Duh. Sorry, um, but they're playing tonight. For sure, I checked the schedule. <laughs> um, it's seven eleven night, so seven dollars eleven cents, I believe, per ticket will get you in uh, to see a baseball, pro- professional baseball. So uh, definitely check that out if you can. Pulling for the Rays and 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 so forth. So I'm gonna jump right into this. Zillow made an announcement yesterday uh, or the day before evening that they are now being an eye buyer. And if you're not familiar with what the term iBuyer means, it's basically instant buyer, okay? It'll be an all-cash buyer for people's houses, and they have joined the ranks and the likes of um, OfferPad, Open Door. I think there's another one, Knock, and I'm not, you know, I can't keep up. There's just so many of these technology companies that are either in or trying to get there. They're raising tons and tons of venture capital. Good source to kind of keep an eye on, I think, is Crunch, Daily Crunch or something like that. Uh, There's one or two that that track all of the real estate startups that are looking for venture capital, angel investors, and things of that nature. The prevailing thought, uh, prevailing theme, really, what's driving all of this is, is that real estate as a whole, as an industry, is slow to move. They're for Jurassic age, really, um, and basically low-hanging fruit. So these are the the things that they're pushing uh, as, as, what's the word I'm looking for, justification for their new endeavors, okay? Now, myself and many others for quite some time have been trying to raise the alarm, sound the alarm, you know, uh, get somebody at, at the Oracle, at the mothership, to start paying attention and start, uh, you know, changing our ways because riding down the path with our blinders on, as our mothership has been doing for years eventually someone's going to come across and cut us off. And I've been saying this. Um, and basically I kind of did a, a, a video not knowing this was coming out. I, I kind of had a feeling Zilla was up to something. When they came out and, and talked about, they did a report um, with someone else in conjunction, but they were talking about the hidden closing cost fees. And I thought that was interesting because, and I did a rebuttal, uh, podcast show here a couple couple days ago that there are no hidden fees in real estate but again it's all on how you want to spin it and what you want to plant in the consumer's mind 
And to me, I felt like that was a huge dig at realtors and the real estate industry as a whole that we have all these hidden costs that you won't know about. So I was very concerned about that, and I really called NAR, uh, the mothership, out. Uh, I took them to task uh, for some things. And when I heard this news yesterday with Zillow coming in, being both the buyer and a seller, and now competing directly with Offerpad and some of the others, uh, I, it took me it took me aback. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to do a, a, a live stream yesterday. Uh, it would not have been anywhere near as somewhat positive as I'm trying to make this today. Let me state first and foremost, without a doubt, that this is not a Bash Zillow uh, video or Bash Zillow, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. My, my, my mind is so far ahead of where my words are right this second. So that's not what this is about. This is not a hate Zillow. This is not a campaign to, to stop Zillow. I respect Zillow, okay? Uh, when I step out from being a realtor and I look at things from the whole perspective, um, I, I, I respect Zillow tremendously in, in what they've done, what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, you know, you really have to uh, uh, applaud them for, for what they've done, Okay. So, and, and, you know, I had business classes in college, almost kind of like a, a mini second minor. <clears throat> um, so I'm well aware of, of what you can and can't do. And, and, and there's no crime here being committed by Zillow. So any realtors that sitting there saying, you know, bash Zillow, stop Zillow, I hate Zillow. Well, uh, no. The, the finger pointing that needs to start is right here um, with every single realtor, every single person that is here in real estate. That's that's the mirror that we need to look into and come back to us to start with. And then number two is the mothership, the Oracle. They're, they're, they're also responsible, okay? Um, and really, it, it comes down to something real basic. There's a, a video that was produced by Inman News, and they're not overly um, helpful in allowing to, you know, have other people tap into their resources so I can't really post anything what they're saying but I can tell you what the gist of it is and you can go and look for it maybe you can find it it's on Vimeo but one of the head haunches was talking about how Zillow's coming into the marketplace and the resounding theme that I heard from that video and I've recorded it myself because I wanted to just have it for reference to go back because I'm going to discuss some of this on uh, Tuesday night when I do my live on YouTube. But the number one thing that they talked about was tapping into what the consumer has an issue with or, or issues, because there's more than one. And, you know, those pain points, and that's what a lot of these um, investors and these, uh, uh, you know, iBuyers are, are attempting to promote their services, okay? Um, they're trying to show that they can solve all of these pain points, all right? Now, Zillow, everybody wants to say Zillow wants to be uh, a brokerage. No, they're not stupid. There's no money in being a brokerage, okay? They're, they're very smart. If, if there was an advantage for them being a broker, they would have done it a long time ago, all right? No, that's not the point. Um, but getting back to that video, the, the consumer was, was the number one um, – point of emphasis of around what they have built this instant offers uh, for, this platform for. Now, 
it's not really much different than what OfferPad ha has set out to do as well. In fact, they were Zillow is, is partnered with OfferPad, <laughs> so you know they're you know they've they've taken the OfferPad model. And, and by the way, the person that is the CEO of OfferPad, I believe, was a real estate agent himself. So excuse me. Um, you know they've taken that platform, they've taken that model, and they've gone a step further. And now they're using their premier agents. That's a you know separate. You buy leads from Zillow. You know, you're just a basic Zillow agent, but then, you know, if you join and step up to the next level, then you're their premier agent from where they're going. So the thing that I think that is the most bothersome for me, and I, I hope that other realtors and other people with, that are stakeholders in this real estate business, the thing that bothers me the most is what NARS, the mothership's, actions have been going since Mr. Bob Goldberg took over August 1st. Now, I'm going to attempt to play that video on YouTube quickly because I just, I want to look at what, over the time frame of, say, eight months, he took over August 1st, okay? So, if you look at that video and you listen to what he is saying that, you know, he's doing on August 1st, and now that we know what Zillow's end game has been for the most part, and we see where Zillow is at now, um, it's, it's just, uh, I can't even, I don't know, I can't even hardly process it, to be honest with Hi, you. I'm Bob Goldberg. I hope that's the volume is my first day on the job as your CEO, and I'm humbled and excited to be able to serve you. Building further on our association success is a challenge I am thrilled to undertake. I've been in the industry for over 30 years, 22 of those with NAR. I have a grasp on the association's strengths and or weaknesses. We have an incredible foundation already in place, but I know we can and we will get better. This is a dynamic time for realtors and for our association. Industry evolution is moving at a rapid pace with disruptors promoting and advancing progressive change. But I believe that change and opportunity walk hand in hand. Now is the time to embrace disruption to make it work for our members. I have a number of ideas, including a three-year plan devised to keep our association and membership ahead of the curve. I look forward to working with Realtor leadership and our professional staff to instigate smart changes. Also, I invite all of you to follow me on the Real Force CEO Facebook page and my LinkedIn page. One of my first goals as CEO is to improve the line of communication between our members and our executive team. Social media can be a great tool. I'm going to make a concentrated effort to stay in touch regularly. Communication is a two-way street. I look forward to hearing our members' suggestions and feedback. Thank you very much. Okay, Bob. <laughs> uh, whatever you say there, dude. Let me get this video straight. There we go. Um, so when we look back at, at eight months ago, so now we're almost, you know, we're, we're on the other side of being on a year. And so compare what Mr. Bob Goldberg has helped NAR do. Uh, to where Zillow is now at this point in time as well. Zillow was about a year 
working on the um, instant offers. And so they probably had about a four-month head start on Mr. Goldberg here in August. But regardless, the greatest, biggest thing to come out of the mothership since August 1st was, oh, let's change our logo. That's the key. That's going to, you know, that's what's going to make us better. Oh, really? <laughs> that's the best you have. And then, and then, then you don't have the balls. Yes, I'm saying it. You don't have the balls, Mr. Goldberg, to stick to what you said you were going to do and stay with that logo. Who cares if half the realtors didn't like it? That's the thing about leadership. You have to be willing to take people where they're not willing to go. And as evidence that something as simple as a small change with a logo, right? And this is the biggest thing that we are focused on, okay? This is just, it's laughable. It, it, it's, it's, I don't even understand why or how our realtor associate, our, our overall, all the people in realty that are realtors, why are we accepting this? Why are we putting up with this? I don't understand it. Let's go over here and take a look at Spencer Brasscroft's um, statement for, uh, where was he at? It's the Zillow Group 2018 shareholder letter. Um, I'm trying to put all these links in the bottom of the YouTube video. But um, in it, he addresses the shareholders on April 11th of 2018. Now, this one minute, 59 second video from Mr. Goldberg he talks about a three-year plan, and yet you want to be able to compete with the disruptors. Let me tell you, the disruptors don't have a three-year plan. Well, they may, but their actions start in the first six to eight months. National Association of Realtors, Mr. Goldberg, your three-year plan is almost one year in, and the greatest thing that you've been able to accomplish so far is let's change the logo. Oh, no, wait, let's not three days later. How does that help anybody in real estate? How is that helping the consumer? <laughs> Let's take a look at this this thing. I'm going to try to get to a couple of things that are important here uh, in, in his statements, uh, Spencer Raskoff. He talks about, uh, where are we at? Right here, keeping the consumer our North Star. We are truly consumer obsessed. We constantly ask ourselves how we can make things better for the consumer in the process of buying, selling, renting, financing, or owning a home. What, you know, here, here, compare the two. Compare the two leaders. Compare the leader of Zillow and compare the leader of National Association of Realtors. At least most of us know a lot of things that Zillow says is not quite true, okay? But for the most part, they at least can, can point to things that they do try to back it up. Now, we know this estimate has always been 15 to 18% off, but again, Zillow was showing his hand a year ago. Why, maybe it was a year and a half, but why all of a sudden after, you know, they've been at it for 10, 12 years, why after 10 or 11 years do you start worrying about how accurate your estimate is, right? Why are you willing to offer 1.5 million, I think was the prize, for all the mathematicians out there, the greatest math minds, to help Zillow tweak its Zestimate. <laughs> well, now we know. Because they were planning on buying or, or, yeah, getting into the buying and selling of homes. I just realized I'm not running my podcast thing here. Jeez. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to record it back off of the video. Anyways, um, 
that's you know that they showed their hand. And again, where's NAR? Where where's Mr. Goldberg? Where's whoever the president was before him? Why are you not asking yourself questions? Why, why, why? Why is someone doing something? Look at their behavior. Stop looking at what people are saying and start looking at what people are doing. Zillow showed its hand long ago. I talked about Verizon last yesterday. Uh, speaking of Verizon, uh, all those folks of uh, Verizon cell phones, I hope you got your service back, uh, T-Mobile. Um, but look at Verizon, right? Let me wave to someone else that just came in. Gibson, good morning. Thanks so much. I can't get your whole name in there, but thanks for joining me. Uh, we're talking about Zillow being a buyer and seller now in real estate. But, you know, Verizon showed its hand, right? When, when, when Verizon divested itself of its own business, you know, that's sitting there saying that they wanted to get money out of Fios before they made Fios them, their own, before they made their own business uh, entity um, antiquated with 5G, because 5G is coming. And so Verizon said, well, you know, let's get some money off and out of this and hand it off to someone else and sell it to someone else and get the millions. That's why they bought Yahoo. Everybody thought, well, Verizon's Verizon's endgame with Yahoo. No, that's just the beginning. They're they're following the playbook of Zillow. Okay, they want to control everything and be involved in everything that's going on with the internet. All right, you watch Yahoo will be giving Google a bigger run for their money. All right. So, back to what we have with this uh, Zillow announcement. Um, again, rapid iteration compatibility at scale. Half the realtors don't even understand what the hell that means. But basically what they're saying Zillow does is, is that we tear down and rebuild deliberately and strategically. When it comes to features, products, business models, and markets, nothing is off limits for change. Okay? Can, can the National Association of Realtors say that? No. Change is, is, is probably the, the biggest F-bomb that you could drop in, in, in you know, for, for realtors are concerned up there. At the Oracle, all right? <laughs> Change, National Association of Realtors, biggest oxymoron ever, besides Jumbo Shrimp. Okay, seriously. Um, you know, change is not something that, that is going to be affected because any type of change is going to, that will benefit the consumer, is going to affect the bottom line of revenue dues of paying members who are realtors. That's what that's about. National Association of Realtors collects dues from every single realtor that is associated there, okay? And these dues allow these uh, people like Bob Goldberg and others to, you know, amass 400 and some thousand dollars a year in salary, right? Um, and it's, a, it's, it's ludicrous in my mind that you're paying someone $400,000 a year to lead us and they've never had the experience or walked in a realtor's shoes of helping a consumer buy or sell a home. Think about that for a minute. You've never helped someone buy or sell a home. You have no idea what that process is like. At least with Spencer Raskoff, he had the experience, and this is why he started Zillow in the first place, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I believe, before all the, you know, Zillow and all the aggregate of IDX data, uh, you know, he was trying to buy a house and couldn't get cooperation from any of the realtors. <laughs> you know, he said basically they all sucked. That's why he started this. That's why he started Zillow. You know, we don't learn. Uh, we just don't learn. Um, you know, the, the diversity, National Association of Realtors wants to talk about diversity and equality and equal housing and all this stuff, but that's not reflective of the board of the people that are in charge of, of 
the, the mothership. There's no diversity there. I think there's one female, and she's making almost $100,000 less than ever, but all the male counterparts. So don't sit there and talk to me about equality. Don't sit there and talk to me about, you know, diversity. You don't have it. You know, it, the, I, I, hypocrisy is something that I have uh, such a distaste for. Stop telling me things that, you know, are not true. I mean, this email that they sent out when they were talking about changing the logo, and I covered again you know, a couple of days ago, uh, they make all these bold statements, fast moving and, you know, ready to be in, in, in the forefront of change. You don't have anything to back that up. You know, you haven't done any of that. So you think that one simple logo is going to change what you're doing? No. Do it first, then come back. At least do some of those things that you claimed in that email you sent out. I put it up on my webpage if you want to see that uh, email that was sent to all the realtors. BradJangasRealtor.com. It's over there. You can go check it out. I mean, it's it's laughable. I wipe my ass with it, quite frankly. You know, I'm trying to be like Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Speak the truth. It, you know, it is. And, uh, and where the changes need to happen, I don't know if, if the mothership of the Oracle is capable of... Um, leading the way. I don't think they have leadership capabilities. Again, leadership is taking someone where they don't want to go, but can showing them why it's in their best interest to do so. I mean, you you back down on a simple logo change. You back down on a simple logo change. You didn't believe enough in the logo of, and, and to truly demonstrate where you said you wanted to go with that new logo that was going to be your, your carrot dangling in front of you that brings the masses to follow and within three short days you back out of it come on man stop 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 shoveling it stop shoveling it. i'm not buying it and, and and i hope that other realtors aren't either you know the the time for change is now not three years bob not three years buddy three years we're probably gone we're gonna be like uh, uh travel agents you know and and at least you know, we can see where they came back. I know I'm being redundant a little bit. I might have mentioned this before. But at least we can see where travel agents came back because there became so much data that became available from all of these different sites that consumers, when they're booking a, a flight or you know, a vacation, they don't have 5, 7, 10, 15 days to uh, bring all of that information together and try to figure things out. Okay, So this is uh, how travel agents were able to kind of recover, not to the extent of what they were before Kayak and, you know, all these other sites came into it, all right? But they they were the first uh, first major targets. You got cable television now, too, you know, being hit with disruptors and streaming. Heck, I've lost. I've left it. So I would be a hypocrite, you know, to continue to bash uh, any of these industry businesses that are trying to come in and disrupt us. It's the nature of, of overall industry and business is always going to evolve. You either you're evolving or you're dying, one of the two. NAR's been dead for years. The mothership, the Oracle's been dead for years. We just didn't realize it. It's time for change. It's time that, that we set up uh, 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 for our leaders to be answerable to us just like Zillow shareholders, like the, the people that run Zillow are, are answerable to their shareholders. And we should be able to, uh, you know, if we need to call a vote of no confidence, and replace it with some new leadership. Because, and we don't need to be on the defensive. We don't need to bash Zillow. I am not bashing Zillow. I'm not bashing OfferPad. I'm not bashing any of those uh, startups because it's business. It's business. And if you don't understand that concept 
And if you're constantly trying to, you know, bash Zillow and, and, and you know, instead of listening to them, I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking at this letter from Raskov that he put to the shareholders. I'm learning from it. There's still things I can learn. And, and, and the biggest thing that I'm seeing from what they're putting forth here is sending that communication, sending that information out to the consumer that you are our number one concern. But we're not hearing that from NAR. We're not hearing anything at all from NAR. Well, you know what? This is how a realtor can maybe do a better job than an eye buyer, you know? But our realtors aren't buying into it either. I'm sorry. The, the, the barrier for entry is so low, and I mean no offense to anybody. I was an educator for 20 years, and I believe in education and getting uh, better. Education is not a representation of how smart you are. Education is a representation of your ability to apply the knowledge that you've learned and put it into play. And that's what education does for you. All right. And that's why I believe that the education standards for entry into the real estate business need to be raised and need to be raised now. That's the first big step that NAR could make is to make that announcement that's better serve the consumer in real estate. We are going to start raising our standards to entry to the business. And those that have been in this business five years or less, you're going to have X amount of months or years to obtain some sort of AA degree. I think there should be a, a, a AA degree offered at community colleges in real estate, and that should be your determining factor of getting into the business. I know it sounds whatever, but you know what? At this point, <clears throat> what's been being done in the past is not working. That is the fact. That is the truth. And, you know, there's no one that can say differently. You're not going to convince me differently that what has been being done by NAR since 1972 when they first brought out their first logo uh, that worked then is working now. It's not. We are being obliterated. Um, we are inconsequential. And really just, you know, there's no trust. I really think when it all boils down to it, okay, I think that there is just a lack of trust on the part of the consumer, the American consumer, uh, with realtors. The perception is we're all worried about our commission. And, you know, once we have you or once we've got you signed on the, on the contract, eh, life is easy. I'm going to go sit on the beach. All right. They don't understand, and half the realtors don't even understand that this is, you are running a business. You're a realtor. You are in business for yourself. Um, you know, and you really have to have a business plan. I mean, you know, if you're a realtor and you don't have a business plan, get out. You know, I'm sorry. It, it, it's it's just, it, it, ah, I'm getting a little frustrated here. So let me, you know, let me go back again. I wanted to talk to what some of the changes I need, I feel need to happen. Okay, again, first and foremost, raise the, the barrier for entry, okay? AA degree, we can partner up with all of the community colleges around the country. I'm sure they would be more than happy to offer an AA degree in real estate. You can have a BA degree in real estate. I think you can. Um, but, you know, when I was going, I was just doing um, for uh, business and then for being a teacher. Who we got here? Uh, branding, join. Branding, 106. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. Happy Friday. We're talking about Zillow 
and uh, being in the uh, buying and selling of homes now, competing with OfferPad. But uh, back to what I believe needs to happen and change, really, the entry level for education. Let me talk to you about why it's important and what education will do for a realtor in this business. Education is about the application of theories, okay? Uh, it's, it's more than just concrete. It's the ability to think ahead, all right? It's the ability to see things and take two different situations and bring them together and apply them to the benefit of our clients, all right? And that's what real estate will do. I'm sorry, that's what a degree will do for real estate, okay? And it will bring a higher level of professionalism, all right? Here's something I was doing. I started doing about six to eight months ago, and it's crazy just the, the lack of understanding. When I call a realtor, whether it's for buying or, or selling or whatever it is, with any contact I have to do with a realtor, I address them as Mr. or Mrs. You know, I actually have one realtor hang up on me. I said, uh, she didn't even answer the phone as, hey, this is, you know, when I answer this project, it's going to help you. Or, you know, so I identify myself with the person that's calling me. But she just said, hello. You know, I'm like, um, am I speaking to Mrs. Singh? So, you know, Mrs. Uh, Jones, right? And she's like, I don't have time for your shit. Hung up on me. <laughs> I'm just like, really? You know? It's crazy. Uh, so, you know, raise, raise the level of professionalism, all right? Treat each other with respect. And, and, and uh, I don't want to keep having to go back. My experience is 20 years in the classroom. We had expectations of how we had to treat each other as teachers, as colleagues, you know? And you were held to that level and, and to those expectations. And if you didn't meet them, you were called out on seriously. Um, you know, so we were expected to treat each other with civility, treat each other with professionalism, treat each other with respect, and especially in front of students. Uh, and even so and not, you know, we addressed each other, Mr. Jenkins, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Uh, uh, Johnson, you know, Mr. Johnson. Okay, um, that's just a, a, an inherent level of respect. And over the past year, I've been trying to implement this, and, and probably half the time I, I'm, I'm pushed back with it. Okay, if you're a hairdresser and you're watching this, I really, I, I, I love you. I don't mean any harm by this, but quite frankly, you know, unless you have some other degree and experience behind you, uh, Sally hairdresser representing, you know, a two million dollar house sale is it, just not it. It's just not there. And yet we allow this to happen as an association, and we want to try to convince the public that, you know, Sally Hairdresser over here with two years' experience is more than capable of negotiating and representing you in a fiduciary manner. Um, you know, I'm using fiduciary a lot because I believe that it is a word that encompasses a lot of what we should be about as realtors, and that's putting our clients' financial needs and interests ahead of our own because we benefit financially as well from the transaction when working with them. And the biggest thing that we have to do is convince them that we're not motivated by our commission in working with you. We're motivated by making you happy and, and providing you the service of either buying or selling your home that meets your needs at the time. The commission is what we get at the end when we take you there and we have met those expectations at the end. Okay, That's what that should be about. But too many people. I was reading an article on the local from the local newspaper here the other day, uh, and they were interviewing 
one of the real estate schools. And he's just talking about he's just flooded. I mean, he's just got so many people in there, right? And there's a former doc hand that's, you know, that's all he was talking about, the, the student. I can't wait to get into commissions. I can't wait to make the commission. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, seriously, 365 people in class, you know, coming into this business that are former doc hands. You know, what's the percentage of those folks that have any type of, you know, experience in a professional work environment? You know, none. Probably none. National Association of Realtors, what they do well is is research. 85% of agents leave in five years or less in this business because they can't make it. They don't understand. You know, they're not willing to make the sacrifices. You're living off a commission. You're living off of something that is not guaranteed to happen. Okay? And this is business is all about planting seeds and, 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 and working and striving. And, and every happy customer, that every happy client that you make, is a seed that you're planting for future business and that people will come back to you, all right? If you're if you're a realtor and you're, you're scared to show up at the doorstep of any of your clients and knock on the door unexpectedly, you didn't take care of that client very well. I can honestly say there's only one client that I have distanced myself from, and that's because he was a racist. And it sucked because he was from my home state of West Virginia, you know? Uh, I'm just, I will sacrifice business for, you know, my fundamentals and, and there's no room for racism whatsoever in anything that I do. And he's tried to reach out a couple of times and I ignore him. I won't, I will not. Okay. But lower the, the barrier, I mean, raise the barrier, you know, to getting into this business. All right. Um, AA degree minimum should be able to set something up with all the community colleges across the country and establish this program. I don't want it happening from NAR itself. I don't want it happening from any other private entity because they're not going to spend the money and have the, the resources. The thing about with the community colleges is that they're going to be accredited with either, you know, Southern schools and colleges or something else that has that accreditation that they can, and that when they walk away, when someone walks away with that AA degree, they can go to any major university in the country and continue if they want to, right? So that even if they change course and they decide not to continue with real estate, they still have that AA degree and it's value, all right? It's not just a piece of paper, you know, here, that's all there is that you're paying for, all right? So you're still giving value. But AA degree has to be something that has to be done. And the other reason, too, not only the value, but you're going to ensure that um, standards of education are met uh, on the college level. And that's what's important, all right? Because I've looked at some of these courses that, you know, all the associations put on GRI and, you know, dealing with uh, geriatric people and, and so forth. And they're a joke. There's no application of, of process. There's no application of theory. Uh, the tests are not valid. You know, they're trying to do true-false questions. Everybody know anybody that's in education, those true-false is probably one of the worst types of questions to ever have on a test. You know, half these people don't even understand how a test is comprised. The best way to, to measure knowledge and its application and being able to be applied in theory is multiple choice, okay? And a multiple choice test, for it to be valid, there has to be, you know, of course, there's going to be four possible answers. There's going to be two that are nowhere near close, all right? That's what we call, I always, I taught this, okay? But there's going to be two questions, two answers that are what I call, you know, not the contenders. They're out in left field, all right? They have no reason there to anything to do with what's going on with the question, Okay. Then you have one that is close, and then you have one that is the best answer, and it is closer, all right? And so it's the ability just to discern between those two competing answers, 
all right, which is the better one for the theory and the application of what is being taught? And it's when you get into that ability, and, and also when a test is comprised, you don't want to have, let's say it's 100 questions, you don't want to have all 100 questions like the hardest thing ever. Okay, you have to break it down and move it in. You want to start with concrete basic theories, okay, in a course of law. We want to have that for real estate law. But, you know, probably 50% or 45% should be somewhere around about basic context, basic uh, uh, concrete uh, theory, all right? Then you move into application and, you know, you have about 20% of that. And then 20% are very difficult questions that you put the application to. This ensures that you can take a, a concept and look at it from the front and turn it around and maybe look at it at the back and apply it a different way as well. It's just the reverse of thinking, okay? And strategic thinking is some of the most important things that I know I do when I'm working with real estate. So why we're not making sure this happens and it's that strategic thinking that will make the difference when we're approaching a seller and saying, okay, well, you've got the choice of going to Zillow Instant Offers, you've got the choice of going to uh, OfferPad, or you can work with me. All right, and here's what I'm going to do. And this is an example that I did with one particular seller. All right, um, we had a, a condo on the market for 123. We had a buyer come in and offers 118. Now, I felt the, the condo was worth a little bit more than 123. I mean, more than 118, excuse me. I didn't think it was quite worth the 123, but, you know, I think anybody that's been in this business long enough knows when you put a listing up, you're going to go about 5% higher just to give you that room for negotiation. And that's exactly what I did with this case. However, I felt that we needed to buy a little bit more time and get a few more people to see that condo because now in the Tampa Bay area is not the best time for condos. Condos sell better in the fall than in, in moving into the, the winter months than they do in the spring because most condo buyers are looking from up north and they start to panic, excuse me, in uh, August because once the grandkids are back to school and they've done all their grandparent duties, now they start going into looking at, you know, oh my gosh, we don't want to spend another winter here in Canada or wherever they're coming from. So that's when the condo sales really take off. Let me say hello to... Uh, Kelly, Renita Kelly. Good morning. Thank you for uh, joining me. I appreciate it. Glad to see you. Happy Friday. We're talking about Zillow uh, in buying and selling houses now and competing with OfferPad. So I was talking about the fact that how we are able as realtors to establish things that iBuyers and uh, artificial intelligence can't. So this is basically what I ended up doing with my seller. I told him, I said, let's do a kickout clause. All right. And basically what we're going to tell the, the buyer is, We'll accept your contract at the moment for 118. However, we're going to give you the right of first refusal, and we're going to continue to market the home. And if we get an offer come in that is higher than 118, we're going to give you 48 hours to match it, and you must deposit within the uh, the escrow company. You must deposit the difference uh, in the selling price, or you may walk, and you may walk without. Uh, you may walk with impunity. All right. So in other words, you'll get your deposit back. There's not going to be, a, you know, any nothing. You can walk away if you don't want to match what the new offer is. Now, first off, <laughs> the crazy thing is I knew the agent was new on the other side. I generally do quick research on uh, other agents I'm dealing with. And so the agent on the other side was fairly new, and she had no clue what the heck a kickoff clause was. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I got to sit here and explain this to you. 
on you know how this is working and, and, and what this kickout clause really means. You know, uh, the the seller, I'm sorry, the buyer's agent was adamant that you know 118 was the, the the right price for the property. I said, well, okay, if you're that sure, then you know, put your money where your mouth is. Let's go ahead and do the deal. And you know, your client is so sure that 118 is is going to hold up, then no one else should come in and put in any offer. And you know, and five days before close, when you have to have the um, the alter statement out, or maybe it's three. I'm sorry, I'm not thinking clear on that. But regardless, you know, we'll rescind uh, that kickout clause at that point in time. Once once the the um, statements have gone out from the title company and you know your disclosures and everything else you've signed, then. At that point, then we'll rescind the kickout clause, and you were right. 118 was the best price for the property. Well, again, like I said, the, the buyer's agent had no clue what this was. I tried to explain it to her. Turns out she has to go and speak to her broker. So she goes and talks to her broker. Her broker doesn't understand it either. I'm sitting there saying to myself, oh, my God, you're a freaking broker, and you do not understand how a kickout clause works. You know, And this is really the benefit of your client. If it's not, you know, if they get the house for 118, and no one else comes in and takes it out from them. And you're so sure, put your money where your mouth is. So instead, the broker tells the agent to pull the offer because they can't represent them with those situations. They didn't even ask the client, the buying client, whether they wanted to have uh, their offer rescinded. The broker just stepped in and said, you're not doing this. So here is you know, a way that we can demonstrate where agents can do. And we actually went on a contract a little higher, and hopefully we're going to close higher than the 118 that we had on the offer. But the point being is this, you know, there's no artificial intelligence, there's no uh, iBuyer that's going to do that for a client, okay? And, and these are the types of things that I believe and I feel that the mothership, the Oracle, National Association of Realtors, should be pointing out, okay? Sure, we're not, and, 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 and we're not bashing anybody. We're not bashing Zillow, we're not bashing uh, OfferPad, or anybody else that is is a straight out buyer but what we're saying is okay so you're gonna have to take a discount when you're dealing with these other entities um, you know a realtor who knows what they're doing and can take certain practices and certain ideas and principles and apply them to your situation may be able to get you more money in the end I believe consumers are always going to be driven by what the bottom line is and what's going to be in their pocket. And so we, as realtors, we must study, because Zillow is a, is a, is a uh, publicly traded company. You know, whether they want to say they are transparent or not, they, they're forced to be, okay? And so we need to take a look at what Zillow says they're doing and see if Zillow is really doing what they say they are. Now, interesting, I put, uh, I'm going to put a link in the YouTube video, too, uh, about the interview on Inman. I can link to it. I can't broadcast it. They won't let me. But I'll put a link there. Hopefully it'll stay up. The biggest hypocritical theme that I saw coming out of that interview between Inman and this guy from Earl, I think his name is, from uh, Zillow, he's blasting to some extent the real estate industry by not being transparent. Okay, he's claiming that realtors are not transparent, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. But what's funny, and, and I wish that the uh, the Inman interviewer would have pushed uh, that gentleman harder because he did not really answer the question. The, interview, the interviewer asked of the Zillow representative, so what are the fees uh, in addition that you're going to charge 
to the seller. The guy from Zillow wouldn't come through with that. He wouldn't disclose what that was. So, again, here's your hypocrisy. Um, you know, you want to blast us. You want to say we're not transparent. You want to say that we uh, are not upfront and honest. Yet, when you're asked about your business model, okay, to disclose what fees you are going to be charging to the seller for this straight out quick buy of cash, you balk. How is that trustworthy? In the real estate industry, everything must be disclosed. The Dodd-Frank Act, I think there was something else too that came through, but everything must be transparent. You must be told ahead of time exactly what your fees are going to be or close proximity if you're doing the loan. This could change a little bit, all right? But I try to deal with a mortgage broker that's a partner of mine uh, that makes sure that they are very, very close uh, to what they say the, the loan costs amount are going to be initially when you apply for that loan as to when you close. Okay, I think the banks have to be within a certain percentage, and if not, they're going to get fined. I could be wrong. I'm not, don't quote me on that. All right, but I don't like surprises either. I don't, I don't want unhappy uh, clients at the closing table, pissed off clients because you know it's costing them way more than what they uh, were told it was going to be. Okay, so. You know, right there, we've got a huge weakness that we can exploit. And I don't like, you know, negative advertising, okay? But, you know, Zillow is playing off the fact that there's hidden costs and closings and that, you know, the real estate transaction and closing is not transparent. Well, guess what? Neither are you. You were asked on, a, on an interview to disclose several things about what you're doing and, and when you're buying these houses for cash, and you're not showing it. The next thing, you know, and I'm glad I didn't really get too much into this yesterday and I waited because I've been able to think about it. I think to some extent we might be able to spin this as realtors as a good way because you're not competing with us as much now, but you've got Zillow Instant Offers competing against OfferPad. And, you know, I think there's what we buy ugly houses and a few others that are out there buying, paying cash for houses too. So go ahead, grab all of those uh, estimates and play them off of each other. But you know what? That seller's still going to have to take a discount. You're not going to get the full amount. Where's the, you know, I don't understand the business model of this, quite frankly. I mean, I'm a big uh, purveyor of Warren Buffett, okay? I've read several books that he's written and that are about him. And the one real basic premise of investing across the board, no matter what it is you're doing, is buy low and sell high. So I, my brain is just not grasping this concept of where okay so you're you're paying a premium you're in a premium market it is, it is a seller's market without a doubt and you're so you're going to come in and now you're competing with other people to pay a premium for houses i understand there might be some extenuating circumstances but for the average home seller i think that the the difference between what you're going to be offered from these cash people and these eye buyers and what a realtor is going to be able to get you on the back end is going to be so much uh, I don't see where the value is okay you know they're talking about the pain points it's one of the major things that they go is you know there's uncertainty of time there's uncertainty of price and things of that nature um, they're right okay for one thing they're definitely right but again that comes back to pointing the finger at ourselves in that and what I see a lot of too what's going on <laughs> is uh, 
with a lot of these listings, they're so far overpriced. And, and, and the part of that reason is I blame the brokers, okay? Because the brokers have, you, you go to these major brokerages, I guarantee you, they have up on the board, who's got the most listings? You know, rah, rah, rah. Who's got the most closings? Rah, 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 okay? And it's human nature to want to, to get that recognition. It's human nature to want to be, you know, singled out in that, in that group setting, you know, for positive, uh, you know, acclamations and, you know, good job, Johnny, okay? So you're out there and you've got a, a, a listing appointment in the back of your head and you know there's three or four other agents there. Are you willing to tell the truth? Are, will you, are you willing to really tell that client that that house is not worth as much as what they say it is or what other agents are and you bring the proof to show it and are you willing to walk away? Because you're doing the customer a disservice by telling them what they want to hear and overpricing it just to get the listing. And then you come back and you hammer them and you beat them up to drop the price. And you've already started out on the wrong foot of dishonesty with that client. By telling them that it's worth more than what it is or listing it, unless you have a specific out-and-out agreement in the listing agreement that after X amount of days that you're going to reduce it to the price that the agent has stated it is worth, then, you know, you're part of the problem. And there's, there's a lot of houses out there that are way overpriced. I work both sides. I work buyers and sellers. And it is a huge advantage that I can see and know what's going on on both sides. Eight years in this business now, uh, you know, there's always something new. But uh, unfortunately, the new sometimes, well, more than most, is that, you know, we reach new depths. Wow, we're 54 minutes. I uh, I didn't mean to really go this long. Um, you know, I give a shit about this industry. I really do. That's why I'm doing this. This is not about my commissions. This is not about anything. I don't have car payments, man. I, I got low rent. You know, I, I sold a house because I didn't want the house payments because I wanted to be able to dedicate myself to being in this business. I love it. I really do. I love what I do with my, 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 my clients. I was a teacher for 20. I, I coached for 25. I coached basketball. You know, I loved and enjoyed helping all of those people, my students, my players, you know, reached a point where, you know, I just felt like the, uh, the needs of, of uh, uh, the leaders and, and uh, principals, you know, they weren't matching with what I was trying to accomplish with my kids. And uh, the intrinsic value that I was getting um, was uh, being undermined, and I no longer wanted to do it. My heart wasn't in it. I love the kids. You know, shoot, I, I wrote, uh, if you know what a referral is, you know, from, from school, I wrote three referrals in like five years or something like that. You know, I, I never had a problem with the kids. The kids knew I loved them, you know, and that's, and that's, and I bring that same thing to real estate. I don't see that a lot from most agents, uh, from realtors. And, and really, I'm, I'm boycotting today being a realtor. I'm not a realtor today. I'm not. I'm boycotting it. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of hearing the, the, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, I can't find that word right now. Basically, the, you know, they're, they're saying one thing and, and they don't back it up. They don't have the proof. They don't have anything. And and, and I want to know when it's going to change. You know, we don't need to bash Zillow. I love Zillow. I'm, I'm happy for them. Good job. You're a business. Okay? I would be a hypocrite myself to sit there and say and bash and try to put any of these businesses out of business as my main focus. That's not my main focus. We can put them out of business simply by being better at customer service, doing better for our clients. If you don't know what a fiduciary is and you're a realtor and you're listening to this, go look it up and make it your priority. Stop listening to other people that are in real estate telling you what to do and start listening to business people that are telling you what to do. It's out there. Gary V. Simon Sinek. 
do you understand what uh, limbic brain is? If you don't know what that is, you're not running a business. Do you know how and what's important to the to the clients that you're representing? Do you ask questions? You know, can you hold faith in your word? I had a, a client came in from Buffalo. I was working with them, and before we set out to see houses, uh, I gave them a complete breakdown of what the market was doing. You know what to expect, what things were like in different parts of Tampa Bay. I'd run all the way down south to uh, uh, Largo and, and you know, St. Pete and Seminole, and all the way up north to uh, as far up as Spring Hill and, and Brooksville, and sometimes even in uh, Homosassa. Okay, and I've been here since 1987. Been in this area, so I know it very well. And so I gave these clients, you know, a heads up as to what the different areas and what to expect in real estate. And they decided that for one time I took them out and gave them some you know preview of houses and then they decided they were going to go out and look around on their own and I, you know I told them I said well you know make sure you have my card you know because they asked me to help them with the real estate process not so much as the geographic location I do like to work in a more of a specific area but I can help everybody in those areas but the point being is this after they went and looked around then they came back with a set of homes they wanted to see and I spoke with them at the end of that process and I said so just out of curiosity Everything that we talked about and everything that, you know, I mentioned to you about the different areas and, and the price points and everything else, I said, you know, kind of just let me know. And don't be afraid to tell me the truth. I said, but tell me how close I was to, you know, all the things that I talked to you about in real estate over the past couple of days, you know, that we've been together. And they looked at me and they said, you were dead on. You were 100% right. I said, please don't tell me what I want to hear. I, I, you know, I give you permission. I said, because this is a learning process to help me. If I'm wrong about something or I'm not, you know, I've got something incorrect. This is a great time for me to learn. So you're helping me. You're not helping me by telling me what I want to hear. You're helping me by telling me what you believe to be the truth. So let me know. And they were like, no, 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 no. You were 100% right about everything. The areas, you knew the, you know, the houses were older and more expensive in the south. You know, up in the northern part, you know, they're they're newer. And, and you know, also about the uh, uh, the distance traveling and the, all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Instagram's telling me I got a minute 51. I guess I need to shut up. <laughs> been on an hour i'm sorry but seriously this is important okay um i will say this and wrap it up again if you're a realtor take action start complaining start insisting on new leadership start insisting on making the customer the number one priority zillow's given us the model zillow's given go to that that uh, uh i'm gonna print it out and put it on my website too bradjenkinsrealtor.com and follow what zillow's telling you there's no harm in mimicking what someone else is doing if they're successful, you're an idiot if you don't follow it. <laughs> Why do we need to reinvent the wheel? The public is telling us what they want. The public is telling us what they believe in. It's right there in front of us to do. Why won't we listen? Time for new leadership. Time to put in place that if we're not happy with that leadership, they can be voted out. I'm out. I'm done. Sorry for the rant. Sorry for the hour it's been. But for all five of you that are here listening to me, I appreciate you very much. Much love. For listening to me, if you have any, you know, things, comments, criticisms, how I can do better with this, let me know. I'm sure I need to shorten it down a little bit. Uh, but, again, thanks for tuning in. I'm out. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Go Bolts. Go Rays.